378. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so at the end of last chapter, bro, we in the thick of 1 Samuel. Remember, um, 1 and 2 Samuel was originally one book, so it's this cohesive, long narrative that talks about the rise and fall of uh, Saul. Yeah. Then we see the rise. We're in the thick of the rise of King David. Now, it doesn't seem like he's on the rise, bro, because right. he's on the run. Right. right. He's running from Saul. He's in the wilderness. And you see how God continually provides for his people in the wilderness. Mm. That's a theme throughout the Bible. Remember Israel on yeah. the way to the promised land. God looked out for him, gave him manna from heaven. They didn't have no regular food. Right. Right. God reaffirmed his promises to David in the wilderness through his best friend, Jonathan. Right. And now David is in the wilderness and he looked out for this cat and his people's Nabal yeah. way back. So he's just like, yo. Return the favor. Now, Nabal's name means fool. Yeah. <laughs> and so the text is going to show you that he acts like a fool as well. Right. And so David is just like, hey, man, throw me a little something, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. It's tough. <laughs> Hungry, man. Yep. You see me out here, you, man. You see me running. You see me running. And Nabal acts like a fool. But his wife, Abigail, comes through and gives and looks out for David. 200 loaves of bread, two clay jars of wine, five butcher sheep, roasted grain. Uh, and it's just funny, man, that we see that, you know, uh, David repaid good for evil in chapter 24. Yeah. And you see here, that doesn't mean necessarily that you will be repaid good for good, bro. Mm. And you see Nabal doesn't look out for him. Nabal is this rich dude with all this money and all these resources, bro. And we see the destructive power of greed right. as well yeah, in the character of Nabal as well. Yeah, trust to son him. Like, yo, who's David that I got to yeah. serve? And boy, David gets hot, yo. David's like, all right. He don't know me. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he brings her up he's like yo Abby Abby <laughs> come here I promise yeah. on God on God I promise on God I'm coming for all their heads yeah. it's a wrap and what we see uh-huh. is the woman in this story yeah. right interceding on behalf of somebody that doesn't deserve That's good. their intercession mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so we see the woman mm-hmm. uh, fulfilling even what God said, right, in Genesis uh, uh, 2, when God called a woman to help, uh, I think our modern sensibilities mm-hmm. make us bristle when we hear that word, help me, because we don't know that the word that God used for help back then yeah. is the word that the Bible will overwhelmingly use yeah. when it talks about God being our very present help in times of trouble mm. right so the helper yeah. is often stronger than the one standing in need of help at that time That's good. and we see that in abigail right the sister that just comes through and it's like no no listen yo chill he is his name there's nothing that we could do you don't need to mess things up and you just see her ability to literally intercede and save yeah, many from mm-hmm. the unnecessary destruction that nah. would come at the hands of a leader that's a fool. Yeah, and you see the judgment that comes right. with coming against God's king. Because at the end, yeah. Nabal is basically have a heart attack. It just, it, it, it's, it, a wrap. it's a wrap. His heart gets hard and he dies. Like yeah. He literally dies from opposing God's king. And we see that trying to keep everything, he lost everything. Right, right. right. Uh, in his greed. And so that happens. Wow. 26 comes. 
My man Saul is back at it again. David is in the wilderness. So he goes looking for David. He got 3,000 3, 3, right. cats with him. And David gets snitched on again. Cats always snitching on him. <laughs> like, cats always snitching on him, bro. And um, what's interesting is that if you read the text carefully, Saul thinks he knows where David is. But David actually knows where Saul is, mm. right? And so David is just one step ahead, right? Yeah. Guided by the Lord, of course. David goes to the camp with some of his folks, and Saul and his people are asleep. Right. <laughs> Dead sleep. He pulls up on him, sees his spear stuck in the ground right by his head. Now, right there, he could have moved this, the spear a few feet, few inches, however right. far, over and crushed his head. And, you know, as soon as... He gets the opportunity to speak with Saul, bro. Like what he says. I don't. Yeah, you yeah, miss it. His, his, yeah, yeah. His God comes through. And it's like, yo, I can that, do it for you, bro. You ain't even got to do it, though. Here's some music picked just for you. Siri, always Siri be eavesdropping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, yo, they, uh, yo, they. I can do it. I can do it for you. You ain't got your hand. Get your hands yeah, dirty. I'll take it. I'm telling you, if they come after me, I'll say that I did it. And we we see. Yeah. The righteousness of David and that still he's not looking for a loophole right mm. so he's not saying I really want Saul out of my head I don't want to do it he like mm. he's preserving somebody else's innocence and their safety and you just see the That's way good. that David looks out man you just see the integrity yeah. of him as a king especially here I think uh too you know, he says something interesting where he talks about, nah, like, he's going to get his. Like, the right. Lord is going to take care of him. Yeah. I ain't even got to do it. Mm. And this is what Paul is going to say. Right. This is what Proverbs is going to say. Like, vengeance is his. He will repay. And right. so you see, like, it's it's amazing that, um, yeah, David is proven here. Like you said, he's integral, but he's a king after God's own heart. Right. And in, uh, man, in 27, bro, you just see the humanness too, mm. right? You see the humanness of the biblical uh, uh, characters. And, um, you know, if David was a car, like he's beginning to run out of gas. Yeah. Right. He's getting tired. He's like, man, it's only a matter of time before yeah. big bro get me. Like yeah. it's, it is what it is. And so he flees, bro, to the Philistine territory. Right. And, you know, first, like he's smart though, because he knows that Saul won't probably try to come get me here. Right. Right. And, also, he was able to fulfill the command of the Lord. And so this is interesting. When he goes to Gath, bro, which is Philistine territory, enemy territory, um, he's like, yo, I, man, I'm, I shouldn't stay here in the royal city, man. Like, send me out to Ziklag and right. all those spots, man. Like, I, ain't, I ain't different enough to be here, bro. So he sends them out, bro. And it's funny. Geography is never an accident. Mm. Ziklag. Ziklag was originally part of the region that was initially allotted to Simeon and Judah. Wow. In the time of Joshua. Wow. And so what's interesting that Simeon and Judah in that time did not fully conquer that land. So Philistines are still there, bro. Uh, so David is sharp, bro. Yeah. So he goes to Ziklag, and what does he do? Goes into warfare <laughs> right. with the Canaanite uh, descendants right. that are still in the promised land right. in obedience to God's covenant right. that he wrote down or that he inscribed in the first five books in the Bible. What, what's, what, what, why does this make sense? 
God's king, bro, the mm. king that God chooses mm. makes a way for God's people to receive their allotted inheritance, bro. That's good, bro. Saul ain't on that, bro. That's good. Even in the midst of running, bro, he is still thinking about God's covenant and his relationship with him, dog. Yeah. Like, like Saul ain't got none of that on his radar. Right. You see that David, even in the midst of pressure and persecution, does. Yeah. Crazy. On, on the run, David is still fighting for the advancement of God's agenda. Yeah. Saul, with the comfort of a palace and a kingdom is fighting for a throne that nobody's even trying to take right now. Bam. And you just see Bam. the differences in terms of what people are using their creativity, their ingenuity, their God-given breath and leadership for David is wholeheartedly pursuing God. And yeah. uh, Saul is uh, the embodiment of i heard somebody say it like this um there's no smaller package than a man that's wrapped up in himself that's good and we see that's all david boy. on the run yeah fulfilling god's will and saul in the mm. comfort of a palace yeah and it's so funny man because um, closing in on himself yeah it's so funny so that's so good and the philistines i don't know if like if you've been tracking with us the philistines are still a canaanite people group right, right. and god originally told them to bring war against the Canaanites because they can so they could inhabit the promised land. So that's why they keep coming up. Right. In 1 Samuel 28, so important, bro. Listen, the Philistines decide again they're going to fight against Israel. Right. Saul once again is shook. Right. Now he's in big trouble, bro. Yeah. And you know what he tries to do now? Hmm. Turn to the Lord. Right, right, right. And he tries to use the Urim and Thummim, which is uh something that the priests would use to make decisions. He tries to go to the prophets, no word. Uh, tries to communicate with the Lord through his dreams, no word. Now, it's interesting. Why is this happening? Remember in the days of the judges, bro, the, the text literally says in the book of the judges that the prophetic word was not prominent in right. those days. Right. So in other words, the people of God were so, they were wilding so hard. Right. The prophets was like, I'm done, bro. Right, like, right, right. It's a wrap. Yeah. So that's what has happened. To Saul. Right. He cannot, he is he is a full-blown enemy of God. Now. Right. He has turned his back on the Lord. Yeah. And now he's trying to come and get the Lord's help for this battle that he wants to Right, 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 right. So what's happen what happens is this, bro. This is so good. He's not longer a friend of God, he's an enemy of God. And remember, remember what I said earlier. I was like, remember how they they're describing Saul? Yeah. Like in terms of height, in terms of, of stature, in terms of how he looks and all this stuff. Yeah. That's the way they usually describe enemies. Mm. So the text has been setting us up for this. Right. Enemy. Bro, this dude, <laughs> wow. He tries to go to the medium, bro. Right. And basically a medium is a person that in those days, it's it has to do with some dark magic and trying to communicate with the dead. Dude. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know what he says? Bring back Samuel the prophet. Damn. So so listen to what he's listen how backwards this is. All right. One, you didn't listen to Samuel when he was alive, big bro. <laughs> right, right. You, you gonna listen to him now? <laughs> right. Two, the law specifically says in Leviticus chapter 19 and Deuteronomy 18, you know I love Deuteronomy. Right. That you do not seek to communicate with necromancers or right. those who are uh, mediums between you and the dead. Right. That is outlawed in Israel. Right. Now we just seen chapter before. Yeah. David was faithful right. to the Torah. Yeah. Saul, once again, mm. is disobeying 
God's law. Right. And Samuel's, I don't know exactly how it happened, but Samuel uh, still prophesied here, bro. Right. This all. It's a rap. It's a rap, bro. Stop. It's the same thing I've been saying since before I was in the grave, <laughs> fam. Now let me go back <laughs> in go. peace, Leave man. Me alone. That's <laughs> all I've been telling you this, I, though. I've been telling you. <laughs> man, and he's just like, how the kingship's been torn from you, bro. Right. Just giving to David. Mm. And man, I think the lesson we learned is that God's leaders or God's king here, man, must not go outside of God's law. Right. To secure his kingship, mm. right? But must operate within it to secure victory. Uh, and you see the Lord Jesus. It all comes back to this Christ. Is it. Who live, listen, and, and this is a tangent, but when he's talking to the Pharisees, right. he is being more faithful to scripture than they are. Right, right, right When he's right. talking to every Jew that he comes in encounter with, he's really being faithful to scripture. He's yeah. really reading it carefully and obeying it with all his heart. And you see that people who don't obey God's word are in no position to lead God's people. Mm, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. And so Saul brought judgment on himself, bro. Yeah. And his house, yeah. the text is going to say, mm. because of his failure in leadership and disobedience to the king of the universe and trying to be a king for himself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we uh, thank you for your kingship. We thank you for your word, God. We ask that you would help us not try to go out uh, of the bounds of your word and your law to accomplish the, the victories that we want to see and the things we want to accomplish on earth. We pray that you would um, raise up godly leaders that would uh, live in light of your law so they can lead God's people to the God of the law. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.